right, and welcome back, guys. This is the Small Consolation Podcast. Uh, I am your host uh, here today, Tyler, and uh, I'll be we'll be doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be going through a Call of Cthulhu scenario. So, for those of you who might not be familiar with that, it's really similar to uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's uh, basically it's a tabletop role playing game where we use dice rolls to uh, determine character stats and uh, make uh, checks as we go through a game to see if we succeed or fail at various uh, real and unreal, unrealistic tasks um, as we try and navigate uh, the world of H.P. Lovecraft's um, Cthulhu and uh, similar mythos monsters. Um, but anyway, we'll go around here and uh, introduce the guys and the characters that they'll be playing for uh, this afternoon. I'm Nick. I'm playing Roy Sullivan, a park ranger. He grew up in Alaska, and his dad would have him hike out into the wilderness during the summer and hike back in the early winter to spend the rest of the winter in Fairbanks. And I'm Jared, playing as Professor Richard Davis. Um, grew up in Boise, Idaho, and is now a professor in Anchorage, Alaska. It specializes in studies of Native Alaskan culture and history. Uh, I'm Evan, and I'm playing as Dr. Thelonious Grigsby, an anthropologist born in Texas and now living in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, Brandon is here. (laughs) I'm going to be playing a mountaineer uh, named Junko Stephanie. It is loosely based on the first woman to ascend the Seven Summits. All right, and if you can't tell, there's a bit of a theme to our intrepid investigators here. Um, they're all kind of experienced uh, outdoorsmen or mountaineers or uh, professors um, dealing with the area kind of around uh, Alaska. And the reason for that is because today we're going to be going through a scenario that it's originally written to be uh, systemless, so not part of the Call of Cthulhu system. Uh, it's uh, made by a team from Hebanon Games, I believe was the the company, but they released this um, kind of one-shot or quick scenario uh, called The Fall Without End. Uh, So a really cool premise, basically, it's uh, the the year is 1931, and uh, as we said, you guys are kind of uh, mountaineers, outdoorsmen, and the government has come to you all with a proposition. Um, They're looking to basically re-establish or establish for sure that uh, first ascent has been made to the highest peak of uh, Mount McKinley. Uh, Originally, the natives referred to this mountain as Denali, the tall one, Um, and its name has since been changed back to uh, Denali National Park. Um, But anyway, this is, uh, at the time, it was referred to as Mount McKinley, and it is, in fact, actually the highest freestanding mountain in North America and even the world as long as you you know measure from base of the mountain to peak of the mountain even though Everest is technically a higher elevation Mount McKinley is the tallest mountain from base to peak so you guys have your work cut out for you it's a historic event and you know I want to want to go in there and prove that you you guys are the first technically um, you've heard heard there you know that's been rumor and the locals certainly feel that the first expedition, the, the, the sourdough expedition, 
several years prior. Uh, you know, they claim to have been the first to reach the summit, but subsequent expeditions haven't really been able to confirm whether or not um, they ever really truly reached the top of the southernmost most peak uh, of Mount McKinley. So that's, uh, that's where you guys find yourselves. And uh, our story begins at the Denali Trading Post. You arrive kind of mid-afternoon. Um, this is uh, just you know, several, several miles down from the, the base of the mountain. Kind of make your, you, you've all traveled here and uh, you find yourself at this trading post and it's just packed, bustling with excitement and people. All, all kinds of different walks of life, different states, the locals, the government men. Um, and you know, you sense a lot of, there's just a lot of hoopla and celebration regarding this historic moment. Um, so, you know, you're kind of, kind of looking around at the, uh, again, this is just sort of a, an old fashioned, uh, again, this is, well, this is set in the 1930s. So picture kind of like a 1930s style log cabin out in the wilderness, you know, rough, but has enjoyed an influx of, you know, support and money recently from intrepid climbers such as yourselves coming in and trying to make a name for themselves. So, um, but today, this relatively small trading post is just packed to the brim with people. So, uh, looking around, you know, there are a few few people that stand out. Uh, behind the main counter of the, the trading post here, you see the owner of the establishment. You've been able to find out from the locals that uh, he runs and operates this trading post. And he just, he's a, a man of native Alaskan descent and just his face is, seems permanently fixed into kind of this scowl. He's just, you can tell he's, he's less than happy with the government coming in and pushing all these, uh, these crazy uh, East Coast people with their, their dreams of making it big. But, uh, you know, he's more than happy to take their money at the same time. So you, you get a certain sense that he's begrudgingly appreciative of these, these attempts. But there's also, you know, there's a few other characters around as well. So I'll kind of turn it over to you guys. I will one more thing for our listeners' benefit here. Just point out that ahead of time, you guys have teamed up because, you know, to attempt such a climb on your own would be considered suicidal. The government would never, you know, would never write off on supporting a team that's, you know, just a solo daredevil going up. So ahead of time, you guys have met with each other and, and formed up into a couple climbing teams. So. Right. So I'm arguably the best female climber in my time. Um, not particularly rich. So I've teamed up with Theo to help me fund the excursion. What are you bringing to the table besides my money? Well, I'm bringing my money, but also an understanding of local indigenous culture, um, including the ability to speak the language. And I'm pretty good at spotting hidden things, and I'm good in a fight. I got these hands, you know. <laughs> I am pretty familiar with the local environment and the local peoples having lived here my entire life. I have a bit more experience climbing these mountain ranges than the rest of you probably have. Uh, so I have an idea of what to bring along for the trip. And I have my financier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I um, have made it my life's work to study the native culture, so I'm very familiar with this area as well. 
but I need someone who can assist me up the mountain. So I've teamed up with Mr. Sullivan. All right. So it sounds like, you know, each of you um, probably, you know, this, the, the government is offering a prize for reaching it, reaching the summit, this first ascent. So obviously some of you come from means already. Sounds like you've got some family money and some hard earned money, but uh, any, everybody can always use more, right? But more than that, you all probably have your own reasons for why making this ascent is so important. And now, again, looking around, you see, uh, uh, is there anything that you guys want to do? Um, I'm guessing you'll probably want to pick out some supplies and, um, you know, maybe talk to some of these people, get a try and get a feel for what uh, what this attempt might be like or um, get, a, get a handle for the task ahead of you. Professor Davis, being less inclined for the educated world, being more of an outdoorsman myself, what kind of items do you need to take to the top to document that we actually made it? Um, well, I didn't even think about things that would, uh, <laughs> document stuff. <laughs> I find myself wholly unprepared for this endeavor. <laughs> I <laughs> was mainly, mainly thinking about survival. Um, I do one of my treasure possessions is my research journal, so I will always have that to at least document our travels. But mainly, I was thinking, you know, stuff that we need to survive, so, you know, eat and um, sleep. And I am not much of a medic, so I just have the basics. I got some aspirin, some gauze, and some alcohol that kind of seemed interesting at the shop that I, when I was browsing, but. What were you thinking? I'm thinking we'll need a good supply of medicine. It's not easy to climb these sheer cliffs. Uh, A good amount of rope, some twine, some canteens, some alcohol, and knives are always good to have. Can't go wrong with knives. I like to imagine, you know, you're you're sitting over there, you're like furiously scribbling these these historic moments in your journal as you're like gathering supplies off the shelves. It's so like I said, the, the trading post is kind of attached to this imagine like there's a reception hall. It's kind of just like this, you know, scenic mountain vistas all around you, freshly falling snow is like the sun sets and everybody's kind of bustling around, drinking, making merry. Um, you know, you see a lot of uh, press here and like people in fine suits and, uh, you know, rugged mountaineers as well. But you've kind of gone off on your own. You're, you know, you're, you're grabbing, gathering supplies. People know that you guys are kind of the main event after all at the end of the day. So um, as you're going along, you know, you, you notice there's, there's kind of, well, and actually uh, you guys, uh, Th- uh, Thelonious and uh, Junko, how, what, what kinds of <laughs> preparations are you, you guys making here? <laughs> um, similar to what has already been stated, me specifically, I've got uh, some candles and some waterproof things just in case there's some inclement weather. A um, couple things of rope a bag to hold it all in and several personal weapons to protect me in case we run across anything or anyone that gets in our way. Always be prepared. (laughs) Well, speaking of preparedness, since I'm the one funding this trip, I've spent most of my funds on things like medical supplies and, you know, camp stove and tents, you know, kind of the survival focused stuff. Um, um, and then I, 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 I did buy a couple knives and my knives are out. 
that might be a good movie title someday for <laughs> someone listening to this. Though, sounds so familiar. though one of my knives, I think I'm going to reconfigure a little bit so it's more handy. Okay. So, catch my drift. <laughs> so Thelonious is over here just like hastily making some uh, interesting modifications. To um, and something I'd like nice. to go ahead and do with you, Theo, if you'll let me. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I kind of would like to use my young, attractive femininity <laughs> to uh, try to barter a slightly lower price with the um, trader, the merchant. Okay. Um, quoting, going, going a little sexist here for the times, saying that this big, strong man has to help little old me get up that big mountain. We're going to need all the help we can get. All right. Um, so you go up and, uh, you know, the, like I said, the, the owner of the store who you, you've heard the locals refer to him simply as Coot. And, uh, <laughs> like I said, the guy just, you know, he's just staring daggers at you at this point. And, uh, so is that the line that you want to open up with him? You know, you're talking about, you know, this, this, you know, you've got this, this big, strong man that, you know, you're well, if, you, if you wanted me to start the conversation, I want to go up to him and, and, yeah. and kind of googly eyes at him and, you know, just kind of try to get him to get, you know, get, get, get his attention, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, ask him if his first name is Bandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Crash, actually. <laughs> Bandy's his middle name. Bandy's the middle name. Um, so, okay, well, you go up there and you, you know, you flash your, your, your wiles at him and your, your, your big googly eyes and, uh, act it out immediately. immediately. Not that kind of flash, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Put that away. You know, you, you could swear if, if his face wasn't already just a collection of wrinkles, like downturned wrinkles, you add it, you see a few more get added. Uh, do this. The guy just and he just he just balls up a big wad of phlegm and hawks it into the spittoon next to the counter. And as soon as you try this, so you can see, uh, it's not really looking very good. So go ahead and give me give me a charm roll for that one. All Let's right. See what he thinks of your display. So it's a hard success. All right. Mm. You know, uh, <laughs> against against another man, your charms would have been impossible to ignore. Uh, but you get the sense that there's one thing and one thing only that Coot respects, and that is the power and unbridled fury of the outdoors. Like you, you sense that this man he's seen he's seen climbers come and go, um, but. You know, he, he recognizes what it takes to survive out here. And he's, he's not sure, he's not convinced that you've got it from what he's seeing. He just kind of, he looks at you and he's like, Girl, I heard that you were the best female climber around these parts, but you sure don't look it. <laughs> what am I supposed to look like? Me and, me and my, all of my, uh, you know, camping attire and all that, climbing attire. So is there, there, I don't know, maybe, you know, he would be impressed by another kind of demonstration of some sort. Or... <laughs> I think you're going to have to get the goods out. Ooh, here we go. I, I feel like my character would 
would probably know who what is a bit better. I'm going to walk up to Brandon and say, really the only thing that impresses him if you make a rock stew and eat some. <laughs> um, what, if, what if I make a pretend uh, I walk away and as I'm walking away, I pull one of my knives out and turn around mm-hmm. and throw it at him. And is there something on the wall behind him that I could like perfectly hit to make him like to impress him um, with a with a throw? Sure, yeah. I mean, looking around, the the decor is you know traditional kind of hunting lodge style, and you happen to notice that there are a collection of um, like mounted animal. Um, heads and pelts and things like that so there's definitely is some trophies the, so is there there's a there's like a, a, a skull uh yeah we'll, we'll even say like they've, they've got a stuffed like a stuffed bear okay it's even like like off to the side behind him behind the counter there um i'd like to aim for one of his eyes okay one of the bears yeah eyes. and and do like a, a, thro- a throw yeah check? Give, me, give me a throw check uh 10 uh, so that's uh, 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 extreme success. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. The uh, so the knife tumbles end over end as you you toss it into the air and plunks solidly into the eye of the bear. Trophy, <laughs> just specifically the, the right eye. Specifically the right <laughs> eye. Okay. Um, you just like you were just pointing as it went. You were just like it's going into the right eye, <laughs> and uh, you're you're you know immediately. You see, you see the creases soften, perhaps imperceptibly, but slightly, on this this old grizzled man's feet face, and uh, he just hawks another loogie into the spittoon, and <laughs> damn, it's not the <laughs> finest knife toss I've seen in years. They weren't kidding about you. You know what? I like your style. I'll give you a bit of a discount. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you barter back and forth and uh, what roughly what was kind of the total for uh, your supplies. What was the total for your supplies? How much do you have left? <laughs> total for mine was about 70 bucks. Well, yeah, we'll say, you know what? He's feeling generous today and he'll give you... 15 bucks off of the nice. uh, purchase price, which, you know, again, keep in mind people were in the 1920s, so obviously, or 1930s rather, 1931, so our prices are still going to be quite a bit lower, so back in those days, you know, he's given, you know... That's a, that's a good discount. I'm, and, I'm and, cool with that. And Coot is not a generous man, so <laughs> you, have, you truly, you've warmed the cockles of his frozen heart with that knife toss. Um, okay, and then as we uh, get ready to leave, I... I walk up to him, and I lean in, all seductive life-like, and I'll say, I'll have my knife back, please. Okay. Uh, he just he just goes over, and he, like, pulls the knife out of the bear, like, gives it a, a once-over, like, hands it back to you. Sure, there's not another knife I could give you. <laughs> um, and then I'd like to do another charm roll. Oh boy. Okay, so that is a hard success. Um, I just stare at him. I I lick the knife, put it away, and walk away. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you get the sense that like he, his face doesn't show it, 
but you can tell he's probably got some heart palpitations. <laughs> the guy just might pass out at any moment, but so probably going to be a tough act to follow for the next couple guys here. I'm not sure, but he's just—he's just—he uh, looks a little dazed, a little out of it, but you know he's doing the best he can. Does he have a nosebleed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just hey, wiping his beard a little bit. Just <laughs> um, so I'm just going to do a quick look around. What's the kind of room situation? Like what kind of people are available or open maybe to talk to? Okay. Um, so you scan the room and there are a couple, couple people that catch your eye. Um, first of all, you notice there's... Um, while most of the people at the party seem pretty happy, excited for what's to come, you notice there's there's one guy off at a table. He's he's downing a, a mug of ale or uh, some other unknown beverage, and is you know he's just kind of hunched in the corner. Um, a man of angular features and you know bears some scars and looks like he's climbed a mountain or two in his day. Um, Was he local? Does he look local? Um, no. In contrast to many of the locals, he's got uh, lighter hair, um, piercing kind of bluish grayish eyes. Uh, so he definitely he doesn't match necessarily the look of the locals. You you, you can't discern too much more than that at this time. Um, you also you're taking another glance around, just looking at everybody else that's at the uh, this shindig. You see, there's another woman, kind of uh, you know disinterestedly going about from group to group, you know, it looks like she's, she's carrying a notepad with her. Um, looks like she's definitely wearing some city finery and, you know, she's asking, you hear her every once in a while, you catch her asking some questions about the expedition, kind of interviewing the government agents to see, you know, get their thoughts on um, what they believe. Occasionally, you know, you, you pick up just a hint of kind of, derision in her voice or she's kind of you know it seems like she's a little bit antagonistic with the, the, the government agents and you get the sense that she's kind of asking a lot you know is this really necessary I mean we all know that the sourdough expedition was a success right and this you know what are you really trying to prove you know questions of that nature uh, you also see uh, there's there's a photographer off to one one corner, you know, he's got the, the big old school camera out. He's like, like setting up the individual powder flashes and, you know, just really caught up in the excitement of the event. Are there any locals about? Um, yeah, uh, you do see there, there are definitely some, some locals uh, uh, in the area. They're kind of curious about the proceedings. You see them kind of looking on with a mis mix of interest and, again, some of that same, like, distrust of the outsiders and kind of, you know, it seems like they're less than thrilled that this is happening, but, you know, still obviously interested in everything that's going on. I'd like to ask them, uh, like, what kind of weather conditions we're expecting. So you, you kind of sidle up to a group of one of the locals um, and you ask them, you know, like, uh, what to expect with the weather. Is there anything... Um, I guess what's what's kind of your approach? Are you very matter of fact? You just walk up and see what they think, or yeah, I feel like Roy would be pretty upfront with them. He's a would be more of a local in their eyes than in, than a foreigner. 
Like he okay, would, I guess that's right. Yeah, you were, were you, I can't remember, were you even a native of the area or? Uh, like, native to Fairbanks. So. Okay, okay, so yeah. Native Alaska. Yeah, local. Yeah, or pretty, not pretty, native Alaskan, but I'm very familiar with right. Alaska. So you immediately, like, they immediately pick up on that, you know, you're not, yeah, yeah, you're helping these guys, but maybe you share a little more in common with them than you do with those that you're working with. Uh, and so they're, they're pretty eager to share and they, they just, they say, um, yeah, I mean, things are looking pretty good for now. The weather's relatively clear. Um, in fact, you know, they, they even kind of, you know, as time goes on in the conversation, you get the hint that maybe they know more than they're letting on, but they do indicate that, you know, maybe you're not the only ones, uh, that might be taking advantage of this good opportunity to attempt to climb. Well, that's, I, that's about all you're able to do. I would say we should probably get going while the weather will hold. We don't want to be climbing in bad weather as much as we can avoid it. I do want to hit up the reporter real okay. quick. Um, I just kind of, in inquisitive fashion, go up to her and kind of ask her like what she's heard about this sourdough expedition, as I'm very interested in the potential for a native summit of the peak. Okay. Um, so you, you kind of, you go head over to her, you catch her in a moment when she's, you know, between groups and you kind of, you pull her, pull her aside and introduce yourself and she, she turns to you and, you know, just flashes you a winning smile. You can tell this lady's professional through and through and is used to this kind of work. And she just, uh, she's like, uh, you know, she looks at you and is like, Oh, honey, we we both know this is all a bunch of bullshit. They, these these locals, you know, I I've been covering this stuff for years, and I, I I think the sourdough expedition was legit. Like they they definitely, you know, in my mind, there's no question that they reached the peak already. But but you know, I I respect what you're doing. Your your climbing uh, expertise. I think, you know. Gotta say, there's there's nothing like a, a rugged outdoorsman going out and tackling the wild, and I fully fully respect your skills. Well, as someone who is uh, has researched the locals in this area for all of my career, my hope and goal is to confirm that they were the ones to reach the top, um, and then I can use the money from the government to help further my studies and give back to that community. So is there anything you know specifically about the sourdough besides just personal beliefs? Um, at, at, like here upon hearing what, what you say and like kind of what you're describing, um, she, you can tell that, you know, her opinion of you might have improved a little bit. You can tell she's skeptical as to whether or not she really believes your motivations. Like it, it seems a little, you know, she's like, and so she's like, well, Surely you're in it for something for yourself, but uh, I respect the attitude, and I have to say, you know, I don't, I don't really know anything about the expedition myself, other than that, you know, I know these local boys, and I know they're they're good at what they do, and I have a hard time believing that those men would have backed down, but you never know. I mean, that's what it's all about—the exploration, right? The thrill of the chase, and you know, kind of at the at the end, she, she's she kind of leans in close and sort of whispers conspiratorially. But, you know, I, sounds to me as though they're not going to go down without a fight here. Like, you might not be the only ones trying to climb this mountain. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I see. That's all the more reason to get started sooner. Yeah, I was going to ask Sullivan, did you want to talk to the creepy guy in the corner? Uh, I don't you... think Sullivan has interest in these people. Like, he, he's very set. Like, this is the job you've hired him for. So he doesn't care to talk to anyone that slowed him down. So let's do it. Well, I guess here's some money. Yeah. <laughs> go buy what we need. Okay, so you you know you go and talk to Coot. Uh, you know he's he's back over there, still just holding a hand to his breast, just you know. Snap at him. Okay, you you snap and get his attention, and uh, just prepared to have a pretty normal transaction this time around, hopefully. Maybe Sullivan can win him over with his localness. <laughs> localness. <laughs> uh, let's see. Make a, a localness roll, please. Uh, I got 55. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a localness stat. Damn. Needed a 50. Sorry. <laughs> so you, there's blank you spots. You can local. fill it in. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, I included a set of pulleys they could probably be helpful getting things up the mountain <laughs> so looking um, over his wares i had about 122 dollars in supplies what did you have uh about a 150 mostly using half of that's your money <laughs> cool so we have how much money total that was three three ten i think or what we had total was three ten yeah so, you know, it's uh, it's not not a cheap business, this this expedition, but, you know, you clearly have the means to put together some pretty impressive equipment and, you know, you're kitted out and uh, ready to to begin. Um, so with that being said, it sounds like you guys are kind of chomping at the bit, eager to, you know, head out from the party and get started. Um, now, do all four of you want to go as well? I mean... As we've kind of established again, just for our listeners' benefit, you will be working in pairs, but you all do kind of have a collective goal of, you know, you, you're you all in this expedition together. Um, and, you know, obviously... We're all in this together. Copyright. And, and obviously, <laughs> for legal reasons, we must declare that. <laughs> no, but, uh, Does it count when it's sung poorly? Wow! <laughs> no. And uh, so the first first stages you know as ex- we'll, we'll go ahead and actually go ahead and give me um whoever has the highest um, let's see let's go with well charm you into let me go first uh <laughs> charm everywhere put your shirt back on <laughs> so it's you can't charm the mountain brandon <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like Roy Sullivan here was wanting to, you know, he was kind of pushing eager, the, the most eager. So go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll, or like a, there should be a spot. All of us are just him. Uh, just him for now. Uh, I do not succeed at that. Okay, uh, and give me a climb check as well. That would be a hard success on the climb. Okay, so. Um, you know, you, you have enough experience with climbing um, to know that uh, even though it's, it's hard to gauge exactly how much daylight you may have remaining um, at this time, you, you kind of get the feeling that you could probably attempt to make it to base camp um, tonight. 
Um, and that would be about all that you think you would want to attempt for the evening. Um, but, you know, you could get your supplies together and begin the hike. It's, it's going to be a few miles hike to get to the base camp. Um, I think that's a great idea. I'd like to get to the base camp, get everything set up, and be ready to start climbing in the morning. All right. So I'm tagging along. <laughs> just marches in line happily. All right. So you guys are taking off. Uh, how about the rest of the expedition team? You guys are. I mean, I would agree that that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. So get as close as you can today and then actually begin the ascent in the morning. All right. It's like so, you're an experienced climber or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So Seriously. with that in mind, uh, so you guys begin the hike. Um, the only, the only other person that actually leaves, uh, with you is, um, a local team by the name of Kyle O'Shaughnessy. Uh, he's been hired to kind of help maintain the base camp, um, while you guys are actually making the ascent. Um, and so, yeah, you can tell he's, he's kind of, um, you know, you're getting your supplies together, getting ready to head out the door. You know, he's kind of helping you gather up everything that you've purchased, pack it into your, your haul bag. So basically everybody's got these large um, bags that are specifically designed to help you kind of get things up the mountainside. But then you also obviously have a few other crates and bags and odds and ends here to help you actually move everything. Um, and you pack them up on sleds and get ready to move out. But um Everybody, give me give me a spot hidden check. This one's for everyone. You want the fifth value, right? What, that would be the best possible. Um, you want to roll one or whatever. You basically want to roll low. Is the objective in Call of Duty? I see nothing. Okay. Um, I successed. Okay. And I regular. Success. I got a. Regular I had a regular like success too. Okay. Um, so, all right. So you guys, um, let's see. So we had three successes. So you guys look over and you see uh, so this Kyle O'Shaughnessy who's been hired um, to kind of help you with the expedition. He'll get you to the base camp. He's working pretty hard. Um, but you notice he seems a little more subdued than a lot of the people. Like he's um, kind of grim faced as he goes about his work. Uh, and occasionally you might just be imagining things, but occasionally you catch him kind of like loafing about just a little bit or kind of seems like he's not really in that big of a hurry, despite knowing that it, it looks like you guys are trying to get packed up and get on the move. So, um, but eventually you do get your supplies packed up and you're getting ready to head out. Is there anything that you else that you guys want to do before you leave Denali or, or the Denali trading post? I'll strike up a conversation with Kyle. Okay. Um, so you go over and... I just kind of introduce myself, um, thank him for helping out, and just kind of um, ask him if he's done... How much... How often has he done this, basically? Like... Uh, oh, oh yeah. My mom, uh, she... Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, his last name is O'Shaughnessy. So that's <laughs> true. Uh me, me, mom and pa, they, they taught me from uh, uh, when I was a wee lad that, uh, you know, you, you, this was a, a fine line of work, and I, I, you know, I respect what you're, what you're doing. Uh, and now I've gotten so involved in the accent, I've forgotten what your question was. <laughs> um, before we go there, can I um, inject that, uh, could I try to eavesdrop, like, inch closer, but keep my back to the conversation? 
and kind of pretend like I'm engaged with Theo. Nosy Nelly. Okay. <laughs> and this is a competition, and I want to know, you know, I kind of just want to know what the competition's up against. Uh, what kind of competition I'm up against. Sure. Give me give me a, a fast talk roll real quick. Um, Top of the thing, Colin. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, I got a 79. I don't have anything in that. Okay. Uh, so you go over and uh, you, you you begin talking to Thelonious, kind of kind of out of the blue. It's like fine weather we're having today, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, you do eventually manage to recover. But Kyle kind of shoots you like a sideways glance. Like, unfortunately, he's definitely aware that you're listening. But, oh, that's uh, fine. I'm totally uh, fine. I don't care about Kyle. Yeah, I just want I want to know what he's telling. Okay. But you this, know, this you, punk over you are here. obviously in range now to hear what Kyle is saying. Cool. Uh, so anyway, what, what was your question? Just kind of how long he's been doing this. When's the last time he uh, <laughs> sherpaed a, uh, <laughs> a uh, team up the mountain? Um, so he kind of, you know, he gives you a, somewhat of a non-committal response. Like you're a little surprised, fairly straightforward question, but you know, he kind of a little bit of color leeches into his face and then he he replied he just kind of mumbles something about oh oh you know it was it was several weeks ago was the last time helped expedition um so then i'm basically i just want to kind of introduce him to what my goal is you know research the land and my goal is to hopefully find out that you know this local team made it to the summit first so, and if just in general research, has, if he has got any pointers or tips or anything I should know about so I can write my little trusty research journal. Uh, he kind of, he thinks about it for a little bit and gets a bit of an impish grin on his face. And he's like, well, if the only thing I'd recommend not to do is dying. <laughs> <laughs> Duly <kinda> noted. <laughs> kind of leaves it at that and uh, writes an elegant cursive. Don't die. <laughs> Period. The rest of it, you seem pretty well prepared. Okay, well, have fun. Good night. <laughs> so you kind of wave him off. And, all right. Anybody else want to talk to little old Kyle, or are you guys pretty much ready to make it? Bryce will then be very interested in, like, he's very goal-oriented. All righty. Uh, oh, can I talk? Oh, sure. Um, well, can I? I want to... I wanna roll a persuade to see if I can get him to give me some like insider information. Can I do that? Sure. Yeah. Is that a one or a 100? Uh, the double zero is zero. Oh, so that's a one. Oh, so that's uh, critical success. Okay. <laughs> um, so tell can, me all your secrets. Can I eavesdrop? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gone. <laughs> so, I'm Alonius, uh, you know, seeing, yeah. hearing this unfold, you know, he detects, he detects that maybe Kyle's, he knows a little bit more than he might be letting on. Um, so you go over and, um, you know, you just layer on the charm. Like you're, you get the, get him into a conversation and, you know, you know a lot about uh, the native peoples, the, um, the mountaineering culture and everything. You get him in just in, absorbed into conversation. You're telling him stories of your many famous uh, other expeditions and exploits. And you can tell that like he's really growing to like appreciate what you're trying to do and like, 
over the course of this hike, you know, you're talking within like 20 minutes or so. And it's like, you get a pretty good conversation, pretty good report going with him. And, um, and eventually he kind of, he sheepishly, uh, admits that, um, he actually, the, the last time he helped somebody with an expedition was just a few nights ago, getting the Hutchison brothers ready to also mm. try and scale the peak. So he, uh, he's much like, they've got to, they've got the two day head start on you. It's going to be, it's going to be tricky to, to catch up with them, but they did only start the ascent just, just a couple, just, just last night, actually. So you're only a day behind, uh, you know, I, I understand now I, at first, I wasn't sure about you gentlemen, but you know, you're, you seem all right to me now. And, and I'm over uh, in the corner like, don't die, don't <laughs> die, don't die. <laughs> so at this point, I'd like to, um, uh, uh, did, is that all you've told Dio? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, okay. that's that's the gist of it. He he kind of reveals that actually he's he'd kind of been rooting for the Hutchison brothers, but... Uh, you know, after getting to know you, he feels like he wants to give you a fair shot. Like he's gonna. So this is what this is. The, this is where at the um, at the, after this conversation happens, and we're going back to kind of setting up our tent. Mm -hmm. The little uh, the little message at the bottom of the screen says that uh, uh, Junko will remember this, <laughs> um, and uh, um, I've lightened up a little bit to to my partner Theo over here. See, because because. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking that he's just going to slow me down, and that the only thing that I wanted him for was was his money. Oh wow! Um, I'm hurt. But but now you don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, I've actually legitimately light, you know, warmed up to him a little bit, and so I show him some true, you know, some true charm, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little taste. <laughs> Goodness, um, not what you're saying last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's meta gaming. So you can you can kind of tell. Um, so it is now the sun is basically set. Uh, you've had just enough time, especially now that you can you know you can tell Kyle's all in on your efforts to get the base camp established and get you guys off as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, basically you managed to uh, get everything unpacked, get your tent set up, um, and the weather still remains relatively clear. Um, and so you're really in about uh, the best best position possible. You'll begin the ascent in the morning, but there's not much else that you can do for tonight. It would just be too dangerous. Climbing in the dark? The, yeah, to head out. So so do we know um, possible routes, or are we kind of going blind right now? Um, that is a very good question. Uh, you guys uh, should have, yeah, I, I meant to have you guys uh, be one of the officials should have provided you with um, a rough map of the route up the mountain. So this is kind of like uh, a kind of cobbled together from other mountaineers and basically all the information that they were able to glean about the different paths up the mountain. So you guys have that in a handout here in front of you um, for the listener's benefit. Can I um, ask Kyle, since he's been to base camp, at least as far as I know, the last couple weeks, um, what he knows about the following routes from base camp? Um, that is a good question. So you ask him if he knows which route. Uh, do you specifically want to see what the Hutchison brothers did or if he has any advice? I don't know about the Hutchison brothers, so technically. Yeah. Because he only told Theo that. 
true. Um, so I mean, you just, did establish you were kind of trying to listen in, though, right? Or was that just a joke? Kinda I mean, I don't think you roll. It, I didn't roll. So didn't roll. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, technically, he's gone from this. So that's if true. we I add anything, kinda, if yeah. he asks any more questions, it's stuff that I'm overhearing yeah. before that's, you talk to okay, Theo. So you don't really know about the Hutchison brothers, but you can sense just that he's kind of warmed up to the group. And what about? Yeah. He. Um, you know, he mentions that, uh, you know, there's no matter where you go, um, the mountain's going to be going to have its dangers. He knows a common route. Uh, there's um, kind of a, a, a slightly more gradual slope. If you take Knife's Ridge, you know, that's kind of, that's uh, that's the, the path that the sourdough expedition took. He doesn't know, but he personally hasn't ever made a climb. So he doesn't know much more beyond that, other than that that's the route the sourdough expedition took. Um, but he he can't really say one way or the other. So I would, uh, which would be the best option. I guess I would come back to Sullivan and just kind of say, "Hey, this is what I got from Kyle. He said Nice Ridge might be a good. I'm interested because the sourdough um, expedition went that route, and I wouldn't be mind retracing their steps. But I will default to you on." whatever route you think is best we could do the knife's ridge uh get you your legs warmed up for the heavier climb ahead don't want to wear you out too soon i would appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) um is that all you guys are gonna ask me to talk about okay so can i add something to theo's in my conversation with him sure um so you know as, as a an adrenaline junkie and an adrenaline junko. Um, I want to be up the mountain first, right? I want, I want, I want that prize. So, right. um, me hearing about the brothers that are that have already left. What were their names again? Uh, the Hutchison, Hutchison brothers. The brothers. I want to know which way they went. Um, so and, he... and, and 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 ask more about them in general. Okay. So you ask him a few questions and. You gather that although he was definitely helping them, I mean, about the about the most that you can learn is uh, you learn that there were three of them, three brothers um, that were all kind of working in, in tandem. That's about it. He does, he he actually doesn't know which which route, or it doesn't see he. You don't get any indication that he knows which route that they, they took. Specific. Okay. Do I need to roll for Wait. sleep? <laughs> no. <laughs> so hold pop. So we we don't know about the conversation you had with Jared, right? I do. Okay. I can tell you about it. So I mean, well, because he told them that they they went up Knife's Ridge, but then he tells us he didn't know which way. The Knife's Ridge was the sourdough expedition. Oh, okay, that okay, was okay, the, okay. that was the one that was gotcha. like supposedly you know the, the first Ridge. descent made in like the like nineteen eighteen or something like that. Oh, okay. like, like, so several years ago. And that's kind of a famous one. People still talk about it. And so he knows gotcha. that's the route they took. Okay. He doesn't know where the Hutchison brothers went. Gotcha. You okay. don't know about my Knives Ridge conversation. You failed the other one, too, so you don't know anything that I talked to him about. So but we do have what he said was, I wasn't sneaky about it. I was. I got close yeah. enough to hear all of what you talked with Kyle about. Yeah, Kyle. Basically, Kyle didn't care enough that you know he was oh. obviously just like eavesdropping. So anything, any Nick, any any, oh. convers- any conversation you had with Sullivan, I don't know. Like the fact that you guys chose to go up that yeah, route. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess don't know. because you failed the eavesdropping. I, I guess there was more than yeah, failed it, that 
he and I could, I could argue yeah. that, that that instead of fast talk, it would have been more like listen. Like it would, probably would have been a better check. I would have failed it anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just assumed the fail meant you didn't hear anything. But but I wasn't you were necessarily trying to be sneaky. Yeah. I was just wanting to get closer without. I got it. It, yeah, I guess I, I was just playing off of the uh, the going and like you mentioned something about going over and like talking to Thelonious, and then, mm. so that's why that's why I use fast talk and stuff. Oh yeah, it was, instead of listen. But yeah. you're right, and, and feel free if you ever like, oh, I don't, you know, wait a minute, I don't really want to use that skill. Feel free to you know pipe up and suggest something you'd like to use instead. Um, all right, so a uh, a relatively uneventful um, but obviously frigid night passes as you hunker down in your tents uh, and prepare for the coming ascent in the morning uh, that leaves us with uh, professor uh, dick davis and uh, roy sullivan heading up uh, knife's ridge and uh, junko and thelonious will be heading up uh, which path did you guys want to take again well i know the adrenaline junkie wants to go well, they're both actually. Um, is there a skill that I could use to deduce that they're probably gonna go knife knives route? Because I did overhear the conversation that he's wanting to basically follow and prove that the sourdough were the first ones up. Yeah. So that he might want to go that route. Is I there is there is there a way that I probably can, just make that assumption? Yeah, do you think well, I can make I could I can just make that assumption? I mean, I could we could talk about it. So that's probably what they're going to want to do. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I mean, okay. and and feel free, like you guys, you know, it's again. I want to stress that even though yes, there's some a little competition between climbing teams. You guys still are all you know at the end of the day, you are working together in the sense that like you're all. I mean, at least the officially, you're all working together. So. Um, feel so, free just to ask each other things, see if they found out anything. And I mean, feel free in character to respond if you feel yeah. like, you know, your characters would reply to that. So do you just want to ask yeah. these two yeah. where they're planning to head? So, you know, Theo, um, may, I call, may I call you Theo? Sure. Any fantastic, I was going to anyways. <laughs> um, it's Dr. Theo. Right. Uh, Put some respect on my name. That other group is likely probably going to go the nice route. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I overheard them talking to Kyle and they, they want to go the route of the sourdough to, 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 you know, and I think if we follow them, they're either going to get in our way or they're going to follow us and it'll be more difficult. Now, the, the Hutchinson bros, mm-hmm. there's three of them. Yeah. And three people trying to get up the mountain are going to go slower than two. So we have a chance to catch up with them. I'm kind of thinking we go up Peter's Glacier. Yeah, I'm down with that. You know, we don't have to worry about avalanches as much. There's not as much snow over there, and it's a route we think that we'll be alone. Yeah, makes sense to me. Fantastic. So we've devised a plan. All right. We're going to go up Peter's Glacier. Sounds good. So I think we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up there for this this episode for now. We'll uh, come back in the morning as our intrepid explorers begin their ascent. Uh, one team up Knife's Ridge, the other up Peter's Glacier, and we'll see if they they discover fame and fortune or only doom awaiting them at the end. We're going to become yetis. <laughs> <laughs> or Wendigo. Even worse. <laughs>